0: You're listening to Who I Met at the Market, a podcast where we hear inspirational stories from our market goers. Hello and welcome to another episode of Who I Met at the Market. You're listening to Sarah and Alan and we'll be introducing our amazing guest, Tiffany. So stick around to hear our interview with Tiffany. How are you, Alan?
1: I'm all good, my love. How are you?
0: Good. Good. What's going on? Not a whole lot. Just the same old ISO things. Same so so i Same also things, but the light is kind of coming at the end of the tunnel. This week we've seen New South Wales come out of lockdown. Oh. They've had their little freedom day. So happy for them. So happy for them. Um it's a little bit like I can't I can't look at it. I'm a bit FOMO y yeah, at the moment. Yeah, it's salt on the wound. Yeah. I can't too much. It's too much. But I know that that's gonna happen to us really soon. Yeah. I'm double vaxxed. Uh, my second
1: one is next week.
0: Yeah. So we're we're only upwards from yeah. here.
1: And we can start making plans in a couple of weeks. Correct. So I'm just thinking
0: about hot vac summer. That's really what's getting me through yeah. this. I'll
1: tell you what else is getting hole. me through. Billy Eilish is releasing. Oh tall yeah. Tickets. Yeah. And we're gonna try and get some today. Yeah. I'm so excited. And I cannot wait.
0: And what else has just been getting you through? What are some other things?
1: What else has been getting me what through? What have you been
0: watching? Have you watched Squid uh, Game since I'm, we last spoke to Al?
1: I'm watching Squiddy. Okay. I'm like uh, four episodes in, I think. Four or five, maybe. Okay. It's getting great. I'm loving it.
0: Oh, good one. Yeah. You finished Sex Education? I finished Sex Education and cried about how beautiful it is. <laughs> well, oh, you little shit. <laughs> <laughs> i finished Sex Education and we touch a bit more of that with Tiff in the yeah. episode. For sure. Um, yeah, I don't know what else. Oh, I'm watching Love Island. Love Island oh, started. I know okay. trash, really trash. Again, it's like we're supporting women and like. <laughs> and then I go and, and, I, like, and oh. I go and I watch this terrible, yeah. terrible, degrading show that has no diversity and no Look, representation. You do what you but do. I, yeah, it's a bit of a plug off. I like it. If anyone else is watching it, slide in my DM
1: so we can talk about it. I also got Animal Crossing for my birthday. Oh yeah. So, we've been playing that. Our other employee, Sarah, has been playing that. Yeah. We're all going to go and have an island party.
0: Yeah. An
1: on crossing, because we can't do it in real life.
0: Now, let's get into today's episode, who we're yes. going to be speaking to.
1: So, today we are speaking to Tiff. She is a beautiful, beautiful woman. She is a journalist and she also runs Monsoon Women's, which is the official women's committee at Monash University. And she is also just a huge advocate for everything feminism. She talks a lot about female sexual health and loads of other really important topics. She's really cool. So let's get into it. Now,
0: I actually met Tiff at the market but mm. Tiffany was writing – you were writing an article about – what were you writing an article about? Literally about Hunter Markets
2: because I'd found it like – that was when you first started doing like influences and stuff and like Hannah Orville had posted. And I was like, oh, my God, like this is cool. Um, and then I wanted to interview you. And that was like literally like two years ago now. I was trying to think about it. I was like, oh, my God. I
0: know. And I was so – not taken off by then. It was so small. Yeah. And Tiff messaged me and was like, Can I do this article on you? And I was like, Do you want me to take you out um, for coffee? <laughs> Should I pay you? Did <laughs> I pay you? <laughs> no, you literally bought my coffee. And I was like, No. Oh, that's so so we went and had coffee together. And that's kind of how we met Tiff. Oh, I and love that. Tiff has just been like a supporter of Hunter Markets. So let's get into the episode. Firstly, Tiff, do you wanna tell us a little bit about yourself and what you what you do?
2: This is such a like, you know, when someone asks you that, and you're like, oh, my God, like, who am I? um But basically, I'm Tiff and I'm in my I'm doing a Bachelor of um, Marketing and Journalism at the moment. So a lot of my life sort of revolves around like journalism and like that's sort of what I want to get into, like the lifestyle sphere of like writing articles. I love like women's issues, which kind of fits for today's topic. So that's like my main source of like what I like to write about and just like stuff that affects like us kind of like 20 year olds or like late, like teenagers and things like that. Um, so yeah, that's kind of me, and I love TikTok. I feel like that's just you know naturally. <laughs> I spend like all my time on TikTok. I love cooking, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's pretty much me in a nutshell.
1: Oh my god, you're like the perfect, perfect for our audience, <laughs> perfect.
0: And how old are you, Tiff?
2: I'm 21. Sorry, I didn't even clear that.
0: 21. She's hot. She's smart.
2: She's <laughs> oh <young>. god. <laughs> 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 got it all going for her the hype girls in here like
0: <laughs> yeah yeah here we hear how we showed up today what is your favorite quote this is something that we ask all of our guests
2: um I, I don't want to say it's cringe but like I feel like my favorite quote is be the change you want to see in the world and that's like kind of been my quote for like so since true. I was younger like Yeah, I used to use it in my school speeches and that's how I got one of my leadership positions. So, like, there you go. (laughs) Oh,
1: my God. I love that.
0: Yes. And just not even, like, just be the change that you wish to see in
1: everything, how Mm. you treat
0: people, treat Mm -hmm. people with kindness. Oh,
1: Harry Styles quotes. Yeah, exactly. Dropping in here. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's cute. (laughs) So you run Muncie Women's, which is a really cool local women's committee. Can you tell us a bit more about the work you guys do and what you're all about? Yeah so um, obviously like
2: I said before I go to Monash um, and it's like the Caulfield campus and before like prior to this year we never really had like a specific women's committee or any sort of space that like women could come together and kind of just like chat and like meet each other Um, and so this year when um, my friend Hannah, um, she's an awesome women's officer, she got elected in this year and one of her kind of goals was to make a sort of community for women like by women for women um, which is really awesome and so yeah like it's been such a fantastic way to kind of just like make friends and just meet like-minded people at the uni and we've got a heap of clubs like little book clubs and stuff um we have like little picnics and things so that's been really fun and I think like the more like obvious sort of counterpart of that is the monty women's instagram that we have so I run that um along with a couple of other girls and we sort of just like talk about like feminist issues and not even just that just like random things like the glass ceiling and just like all that kind of thing Um, And so, yeah, it's been really fun. And, like, I guess that's kind of a way that we can connect as well to the broad community of women so it's not just, like, Monash. It's just, you know, we just, like, I don't know. It's kind of just a shit-posting account pretty much of me, just everything I find funny and, like, memes that relate to us. And, yeah, it's really nice. It's a great community, I think.
1: Yeah, and some really, really important topics that you guys cover.
2: Yeah, definitely. I think one of our recent ones was, like, mansplaining and all that and just, like, breaking it down into, like, it kind of bite-sized segments to because even stuff I didn't even know like you think you know about a topic and then you read more about it and you're like oh wow like that's really interesting so yeah I think that's a good and I've learned so much from it as well which I love
0: (laughs) yeah so cool and do you guys cover safety at university as well like women's safety
2: I think that's a good one because I think we had it on the list but um we've done a lot of research there was a lot of things about like um, I don't know because there's been some research at Monash I think about like you know all of the safety on campus and like yeah. I guess like security like coming in like escorting girls like and we have like safety buses and stuff so I think that was on the cards to like do a sort of piece on like where you can find the safety like points at Monash and things like that so there there you go you've thought of something I can hand over to Hannah. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah (laughs) there's actually this is going really quickly into like the deep stuff but (laughs) (laughs) i I listened to a podcast um not long ago from a girl that i used to go to school with and she was a victim of sexual assault and i was we were chatting about it because i'd reposted something on my story and she was like, listen to this podcast I was on. It's all these people who have been in similar situations talking. Yeah. And they were talking about like how there's so much focus on women's safety and how we need to like prioritize women, be able to walk home safely and all this kind of stuff. But they were like, scrap that. They were like, if we taught consent and respect to women and we taught mm-hmm. men how to respect women, we yeah. wouldn't even need to talk about that. Yeah. Like, exactly. it, it needs to start early and it needs to start with. Yeah. The attackers i was like that's such an interesting way of thinking about it because we never talk about you know that that previous step we always talk about how to keep yourself safe a dark thought <laughs> totally. yeah i
2: i went to it like consent seminar yesterday and one of the girls was saying that like at school there was like a stairway or something and like the boys would like look up the girls skirts and stuff like that on the stairway which is firstly like problematic in itself but then like after that they'd called a meeting that um they had like they checked the girls skirt lengths instead of like any having like any repercussions for the boys which is kind of it's just like reinforcing that thing but like you know it's it's the girls problem like we have to do something about it for any change but I think like you're right like it has to start from
0: the other side
1: yeah 100% that's so messed up as if they did that I know (laughs) yeah
0: totally so let's talk about feminism so you cover all things feminism Mm -hmm. supporting women health mental health body positivity um but you um have I've seen you posting a lot recently about Um, female sexual health why is that something that's so important to you?
2: I think for me like I guess you had a guess this from before but like I think that it's just like so stigmatized like now in society Um, and it's something that we're sort of taught from such a young age to like suppress and that we should be ashamed of that kind of thing and like I don't know you only have to look at like Abby Chatfield's recent like bachelor um she was you know shamed mm-hmm. for being sexual and all of that stuff around her which I thought you know like that's such a bad example you're sort of setting for like sort people like women are allowed to be sexual and like just this se- like we have the same desires as like men and I think that the more people that talk about it like the more like the less taboo it becomes so that's sort of what I've taken on because I think that it's super important to talk about and I think like going into that I guess is like there's a lack of like sexual education or like education in schools and stuff that start like that sort of stems the whole fact that we don't talk about these things. So I think it really starts there. It's like
1: shame. Totally. Yeah. yeah. What was your experience with um, sex education at school? What was it like for you?
2: Um, when I was like thinking about this before, I was like, the only word that comes to mind is like, shit. like, it was <laughs> yeah. horrible. Like, school, like <laughs> I know. <laughs>
0: what school did you actually go to Tim? or was it like a co-ed school or was it like a,
2: yeah. So I went to a co-ed Catholic school. So as you can imagine, the sex education was not great. Um, and so yeah like yeah mm-hmm. a lot of people said that they did the condom on the banana thing but we like didn't even get to do that so I'm like am I robbed of an experience like I don't know
0: <laughs> what about you Alan?
1: it was very I remember in like in like primary school it was um talk about like periods and stuff and like the changes that would happen to your body it wasn't so much about
0: sex uh, yeah I don't remember very much about
1: sex it was yeah. more about like what was going to happen to you which is obviously really important to know um And then I think in high school, we had maybe like one lesson on it for like an hour. It was like, I don't think we even did the condom banana thing. I think it was just, this is how babies are made kind of thing. And it was very like, this goes in here, this does this, that's Mm -hmm. it. It, There was nothing to do with pleasure. There was nothing to do with consent or anything like that. It was very like anatomical. It was like an instruction guide, like a flat pack Ikea (laughs) (laughs) manual. (laughs) this
0: is how it works and obviously it's so diverse yeah
1: oh my god yeah yeah 100 Yeah. for many 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 people sex doesn't involve a p and a v yeah exactly
2: 100%. i think that's definitely like when i was doing also my research that was another massive thing that people like said that we didn't learn like about those communities and like how to have sex when it's not like again it goes into the, like the penetration thing like you know again that's not the only way to have sex and especially like the lgbtq community like there's so much more and i think also the first thing that sort of springs to mind is that like um the bachelor now like or the bachelorette if you want to say um i really like how they've sort of got like the bi representation as well for the new season that's coming so again like media is like on that trajectory but i think like there's still so much to be done like there's still so much work we definitely need to do um but yeah i definitely think that's such an important thing that we do need to add as well.
0: Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And, and 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 even the images that we're seeing, the images that we're seeing in sex education yeah. when we're young
1: can you imagine like how lost we're feeling based on our sex education if you were a gay person sat in that classroom you'd be like none of this even remotely relates to me yes exactly what what do I do
0: exactly exactly and there's
1: no representation of movies or anything like that yeah
2: exactly and I think it's also like um if you learn it as well um there's the more like I guess better foundations for like allyship and stuff going forward too so like you know because more people will understand and things like that totally um so yeah I think there's a lot of changes we're really pointing out like all the bad things which is like
0: (laughs) all the things that need to change but (laughs) I know no but like yeah yeah, I totally agree with yeah. allyships. Like as well as like just maybe like yesterday it was National Coming Out Day Ooh. and I was consuming like so much of um that on my Instagram feed and just like scrolling posts and reading articles and things like that. And that, again, doesn't relate to me, but I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm going to read all of this. So it's like yeah. even if that type of stuff was put in schools yeah. and like, yeah, just coming out in a safe space, yeah. things like that, it's like. It teach you how to be a better ally. Know correct about it. Mm-hmm. everyone needs to learn that type of stuff yeah so true.
2: I agree and I saw this post yesterday and it was like um I think it must have been from a national come out day but um it said like in a few years hopefully like we won't actually have to come out because like it's such like a thing like why there's so yeah. much stigma around it like why can't it just be like that's so totally true.
1: no I know exactly what you mean I saw someone make like a like a funny kind of video about um coming out like as being straight like imagine if we had to come out yeah exactly to be straight and they like went to their parents. They were like, mom, dad, I'm straight. And the parents were like crying. They were like, we're so disappointed and all this stuff.
2: Oh, my God. Literally. Well, yeah. Like no when... one should have to
1: come out. It's just exactly.
0: like. When you put it like that, it like makes so much sense. It's like, why do we even like. Yes. Crazy. So true. This post is mm-hmm. like by perpetuating the need to come out is problematic and supports transphobia and mm-hmm. homophobia. And we don't need to come out. We need a fundamental societal transformation. Yeah. Yeah. So true. Yeah. And But then it just, like, makes you uncomfortable thinking about those fucking types of people that are so um, stuck in oh, their ways and being like, I don't want my kid to learn that. Oh, yeah. But you know what I mean? They'll,
1: I'll they'll I'll die out day. soon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's actually true. They'll die out one yeah. day and you everyone can I mean? be happy and free.
0: It's true. It's true.
1: Yeah. It's nice
0: to think that we're heading in that mm-hmm. direction anyway. Yeah, Yeah. totally. And change, yeah, change is important.
1: Oh, my gosh. 100%. Yeah can't survive without change yeah yeah um
0: mine was also very shit catholic vibes yeah well i went to a catholic all girls school oh god <laughs> so it was just yeah it was just terrible and um i don't think they really taught about uh like the pill condoms things like that like yeah. it's like sex is made for baby babies making. yeah baby making that's what it's made for wow which is black.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's actually a very and small amount time. I feel the like time. the
0: environment that I was in growing up as well, because I wasn't sexual in high school at all. I was a, a nerd who was like watching Harry Potter, scrolling Tumblr. I was not even thinking about <laughs> sex. It was, didn't happen until <laughs> yeah. after I left high school. Mm-hmm. So then there was, if there was girls that were, were maybe not, I don't want to say like further ahead of me, but just like exploring that side of them. Yeah. That yeah. was deemed like... Horrible names yeah. that we don't really yeah. say these days, but it was just like yeah, shame, ill, yeah. STIs, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it just like it, it um, there was a lot of shame put on them, and I think that's the thing.
2: Like it's they make it so like risk, like it's so risk associated, like the way they sort of teach it. If you want to even call it that Correct. in schools, and so like there's not really any like pleasure focus that goes into it like you were saying and so there's no like it can be a really like great like experience but we never speak about those things so I think yeah yeah definitely
0: and especially if, if uh, let's I'll ask you the question Tiff why mm-hmm. do you think it's so problematic that we're not teaching this like where does it lead to where are people learning it then what, what does this what does the world look like if we continue with this shit sex education <laughs>
2: I think, like, I actually interviewed a couple of girls um, a little while ago for, like, a sex ed story.
0: Yes, we love that. We read that.
2: Amazing. <laughs> um, but, yeah, one of the girls said that she literally, like, um like, she learnt about her clit when she was 20 on Instagram. And I was like, oh, my God, like, that's how she knew it existed. And I was like, that's, like, you know, that's just in itself. Like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that, like, you know, more girls go on Instagram and as we know like there's obviously some really like great resources on Instagram that you can use but then there's also like the sort of misinformation and like even like at times like misogynistic like you know I feel like sometimes you see those silly things like I don't know like I don't know just like sex is meant for people with penises only and like you know that's like not the kind of messages we want to have so I think like yeah people turning to different places where information might not be kind of as accurate and like we were saying like touching a little bit on consent I don't think there's a lot on like consent either so there might be like you know you're getting half of the story rather than like a more holistic view and things like that so I don't know I hope that makes sense but yeah I think yeah. that's sort of the path we're going down.
0: yeah totally if it's not taught with young boys as well they're just mm. turning to porn yeah. yeah
1: which is which is why there's such a big orgasm gap because <laughs> people don't know how to pleasure women properly because Correct. it's so fake
0: <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah it is problematic it's like yeah how has it taken people this long
1: and I think also like you were saying about the girl that didn't know about her clit mm-hmm. I think because women are so shamed early on like masturbation so frowned upon for women obviously yeah. guys talk about it all the time and like it's like open conversation fair yeah. game but like I would have never spoken to my friends about that when I was a teenager mm-hmm. and so people feel like guilty about exploring their own bodies and so if you don't if you're not getting taught it and you're feeling shamed about exploring yourself then how are you gonna learn exactly no way to figure it out yeah
0: totally Mm -hmm. so how can we tear down shame and stigma around being sexual as a female especially in teens I think
2: for me, just like, oh, well, for everyone. Um, like, I think just committing to sort of talking about it. Like, Helen, you were just saying about, like, talking about, like, masturbation and stuff like that. Like, again, I probably would have never spoken about that either as, like, a teen, you know. That was, like, a conversation nobody went to, especially, like, among women. Mm-hmm. Um, and so even just, like, committing to, like, having I feel like it's become a little like I don't know maybe that's just because I'm a bit older now and like it is or maybe because it's been talked about more but like you know we're having those conversations about like oh like what's your favorite vibrator like you know that kind of thing is like they're good conversations to have because like you know it doesn't have to be that it can be just like anything just like talking about like your sexuality sort or like you know, sex openly um, and just, you know, breaking down those conversations. It's not it's a topic to be ashamed about. Um, and so, yeah, otherwise, I think also just like more tangible things is like watching. I, I haven't actually watched it, so don't like at me, but um, sex education apparently is like a really good resource. Just <laughs> like, um, For yeah, I'm like a dime fan. Oh, bless. Okay, well, there you go. You can take the leak here, but apparently, it's like really good for learning about that stuff. So, even then, like you know, breaking down stigmas and stuff. So, I think there's some good kind of things.
1: Mm -hmm. And also, obviously, we talked about sex education in schools, talking more about these kind of things and like female orgasm and stuff, but also, I think like it should be a parenting thing like I think our generation of parents were obviously grew up with the same thing that it's not talked about and it's kind of a bit hush-hush but like I like to think that if I had a a daughter one day it would be like an open conversation and it would be very normal a normal thing to talk about around the dinner table
0: yeah
2: totally (laughs) I didn't think of that like I think it also having like you know obviously the family unit like having that like having a safe space there to talk about it really like sort of is the foundations for like going
0: out and then like Oh my god, it plays yeah. a massive role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. plays a massive role.
1: Yeah, like having like we both got sisters, which is like great. Like older, having older sisters is a great yeah. place to go for all that but kind of definitely advice. Definitely
0: not everyone does. And yeah, exactly. also not everybody has like um, say if somebody maybe is caught pleasuring themselves, then they some some families can discipline or caught shame on them. So then that's just yeah. always attached yeah. to like I can't do that. You yeah, because I mean? it's shameful, that's so true. Yeah. So yeah. it also is in schools yeah. in the home. Yeah. Yeah, it's everywhere.
1: Exactly, yeah. What do you think about the media portraying sexual females nowadays? We've got people like Doja Cat and Lizzo and Cardi B that openly talk about female pleasure and and their sexuality and are so so big about it. Yeah, Cardi's
0: got vibrators in her. Yeah, in, in her, her videos. Video. Yeah. yeah,
1: Lizzo's got fine penises in her. Videos. Yeah, yeah, we love it. <laughs> How do you think that's going to change the game?
2: I think that, like, like you said, like, I love it. And I think that the more representation we have and, like, the more kind of thing, and I I don't know, this is kind of a side note, but, like, how Cotton On started selling vibrators and stuff, yes, I think that, like, yes. also was, like, a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Um, And I really love, I don't know, like, obviously, we were talking about how we love TikTok and stuff, but I think TikTok's been a really good place to kind of, for people to, like, openly talk about this kind of thing. Um, And, yeah, so I think that, you know, we're on an upwards, we're on an upwards trajectory. It's sad that it took till 2021 to get
1: there,
0: but, like, we, at least we're, like, going some good places here
1: but yeah so so true yeah we're definitely heading in the right direction
0: yeah yeah so and we've got all of these resources at our fingertips as
1: well Mm, yeah the internet's a good one it can be a blessing and a curse there's a lot of bad information yeah internet, like porn like you were Mm -hmm. saying but there's also a lot of good information if you can find it
2: yeah definitely you know I recently saw that um Facebook was um what's it called they like released those files that they like knew that they were causing body like body issues or something in teens and all that but then they're still sort of like not doing anything so I think that yeah it's definitely a blessing but then a curse in other ways so it's like hard to strike that balance between the two.
1: Oh, definitely yeah Instagram and and platforms like that can be so like depressing in a lot of ways
0: do you know any um random do you know any sources of where people can find um trustful information about this type of thing sexual health
2: um I have a few actually and what I might do is I can like send you some across and you can add it to like the like when you promo it as well but I think the biggest one is like There's some like Teach Me Consent. I think that that's like a good one for like consent. Um, And then there's also the Sexual Wellness Club. And I actually interviewed um, the girl Steph from there and she was so lovely. And she um, is doing like a master's or some, I think it was a master's in like sexology. So she's really um, trying to like, and it's a lot about like female pleasure as well. So I'll send send them over and we can add them to
0: um, like notes or something.
1: Yeah, we can put them in the show notes. When people are listening to this, they can go and click straight away.
0: Yeah. And any Insta pages as well.
1: Mm, Yeah. Yeah. I
0: follow one and it's called it's my favorite. I'll send it to you. It's called literally the Best. Oh yes. Oh I love that. What <laughs> a great Insta name.
1: And she has it, she has a clit tattoo. The girl that runs oh, that. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, and it's incredible. <laughs> it's so cute.
2: <laughs>
1: we were talking about
2: getting like clit necklaces last night, like um from Etsy. There yes. was like these cute ones.
0: And it was just nice. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh my God, that's so cute. Yes, we do that. I've seen
0: like um, vulva earrings and I'm like, I need them for the market. market. Yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure.
2: That's, that's another way to sort of start a conversation, I guess. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, totally. Are those vulvas on your ears? Yeah. <laughs> so
0: I think we are heading in the right direction.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: But Mm -hmm. and we're also heading in the right direction with porn as well because there's sites that, um, they make ethical porn. Mm -hmm. Um, it's consensual, they pay their workers, um, a fair wage and things like that. So there's it's, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's, we're heading in the right direction because more and more people are maybe being like, what the fuck, this ain't right.
1: Yeah. So our audience is very much like teen based. So we want to kind of give them a few little Mm -hmm. tips and tricks if they're feeling a bit lost about sexuality in their own body. Is that something that you wish that you knew about sex in your early teens? I think we did touch on
2: this before, but I think just the fact that like um, sex doesn't always have to encompass like penetrative sex, like there's so much more outside of Mm. that realm. And I think that again, like coming back to the orgasm gap, like that's the reason we sort of like maybe or I'm not going to like be a scientist here but like I think that that sort of contributes to the reason that we like have this orgasm gap because we think that like we're supposed to like finish from um penetration all the time and like you know for most women like studies show that like we don't actually finish from penetration so I think that um like changing mm-hmm. the like mentality around that and like there's more ways to like experience pleasure so I guess coming back to the pleasure positive sort of aspect is really important um and I also think that um like also that sex should be enjoyed by both parties so like like it's not, you're not doing it for a certain thing. Like the aim, I guess, like, like speaking, just an example, like a hetero relationship, like um, it would be like um, the goal is not just for the man to finish kind of thing. And like, so for both parties, like you should both get something out of it. Yeah.
1: Totally. Yeah. And that's very much that, that like baby making, like sex is to make babies. They yeah. only speak about the man finishing because obviously that's how the baby is mm-hmm. made. So that's all that's talked about. But that's 100%. Fucking triggering. Yeah. What's
0: something you wish you knew?
1: I wish I knew that sex is not going to look like the movies and how it's portrayed in TV because you feel like, if it's yeah. not this perfect like steamy montage with like yeah. music playing in the background then you're kind of doing it wrong and you're like oh this is a bit awkward like
2: yeah this isn't how it's <laughs>
1: supposed to be and you then you get uncomfortable and you're like I don't want to tell you that this doesn't feel good because that's gonna kill the mood and stuff whereas there's sounds like, yeah there's sounds there's that happen sounds, there's, there's you try things touching, that... there's queef. <laughs> there's queef
0: and it's like <laughs> yeah. it, and nobody told me that a queef is normal. yeah
1: putting a condom on is a bit like yeah. an awkward moment but like yeah, yeah but that, that's part of it and um yeah you wish you knew. something I definitely wish I knew
0: I think I wish I knew maybe like maybe to get rid of all of my fear mm-hmm. surrounding it and like mm-hmm. uh, having my first time I was like nervous as fuck and I was like I'm gonna bleed I'm going to yeah I'm not gonna know what I'm doing like yeah. so much fear and so much anxiety around that so I was just like so so anxious but if I could tell younger Sarah I would be like
1: it's going to be okay
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're supposed to enjoy it. you're not going to be pregnant oh my god yeah. you know what I mean yeah, like yeah, I would yeah. tell younger Sarah you're not going to bleed like, out just enjoy it you're not going to bleed out A and you're not going to fall pregnant just with him going down on you like yeah just you just know nothing
1: yeah that's so <laughs> true do you think that was the fear was like because of the Lack sex of education yeah and they're like SDIs, it's gonna it's gonna STIs bleed. it's going to hurt STIs it's
0: going to hurt oh my god mean pregnant. girls the mean girls you will get pregnant, get pregnant and die uh, yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> but that's
1: a very accurate representation of sex education in schools that mean girl scene yeah you will get chlamydia yeah. and die uh, yeah
0: yeah totally so yeah i probably wish yeah, yeah.
1: i told my younger self
0: that <laughs> Now let's chat about consent yes. because you're a big fan of that as well.
1: Yeah, very important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So do you, so you think that like there's two is two ways of consent? There's like um, teaching people to say no, but then there's also the other stick, which is like um, what, like setting boundaries, I suppose?
2: I think, yeah. No, I think that that's um, like obviously like the whole like in the moment there's like the no you can say otherwise I definitely think like setting boundaries is such a good idea beforehand because then you're like going into it with like you don't set any false expectations or anything so I think that's like a really good way to look at it um and I went to I said before I went to a little seminar yesterday um as part of Monty Women's actually but um one of the girls was saying like you should follow like the five rules it's like fries so freely given so it should be freely given and it can be um reversible so like obviously you if you commit to something at the start like yes I want to do this but then you change your mind like that's totally okay and like we should you know that should be normalized um and also it should be informed so you should know like what you're getting into at the start and then also enthusiastic because I think if someone's saying like yes and it looks like you know just like they're not enthusiastic about it you should like take the hint sis, you know Mm -hmm. um and it should also be specific so like it should be like you know, not just a nod because that could sort of mean anything, but like a yes is like really important. Um, and like knowing that like that's what they're consenting to and things like that. So I think that's like a good framework. Obviously, not going to like sit there in yeah. the sexual experience to be like fries, but like just like thinking that kind of thing, um, beforehand.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, keeping that in mind. That's um, the enthusiasm thing is something that was also mentioned in that podcast I listened to, and that was something that really. Resonated with me, it shouldn't just be like, Do you want to do this? It should be like, they are actively excited to do this, and are like mm-hmm. enthusiastic, yeah. like it needs to be more than just a like like okay kind of thing, you know
0: yeah, totally, definitely that's so,
1: yeah so important, um yeah,
0: let's talk about ways that um we'll talk about ways you can say no, but let's talk about consensual questions, so what do they look like,
1: yeah,
2: um, I guess just things like asking because I think like a lot of people don't. No, or like don't think about it but like consent you can use for like kissing as well so like even just like consensual questions like oh like is it okay if I kiss you or like is it okay if I kiss you here is like really important or even just like um like is this I don't know just stuff like is this something you'd be comfortable with or like just like those sorts of questions and I think like going sort of into ways to say no like I asked this um yesterday and I was like what are some like casual ways to say no and the girl like the facilitator of the thing was like you know like why. there's so much obsession about us being like casual ways to say no but like in reality like we don't need to be casual about this stuff like you can say no just because like you can say no straight out because it's your body like
0: A no's a fucking no. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But I do think that like in saying that it is like sort of easier said than done. Obviously before the experience, you can say like, I'm not really feeling it right now. Like maybe we can revisit this at a later time. Like obviously it doesn't need to be that formal, but just things Mm -hmm. like that. Or like I really liked kissing or like making out if that's what you sort of started with. Like can we keep doing that instead of like, you know, moving forward. Um, And then if you're sort of already in the act, because again, uh, you can change um, your mind in the middle and you can say like, I don't like that. Or like, that doesn't feel good. Or you can like move their hand and like, say like, try this instead. So I think there's a lot of different ways that you can go about it. And like, you know, just, but just remember that, like, it's always your body sort of things. Like you're entitled,
0: like, you know, whatever you feel comfortable with, you don't have to explain it to anyone. Totally. I think also like letting go of the stigma of that. It's embarrassing as well to say no. Yeah. Because if you Mm -hmm. set your boundaries and you say you're saying no or you're moving a hand, sex for you is going to be 10 times better. Mm -hmm. So get rid of that thought process that's like, oh my God, it's going to be so embarrassing if I'm like, I don't want to actually fucking do that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: (laughs) think about you and your sex experience from this is going to be way better Mm -hmm. if you just say no.
1: Yeah. And the person that you're with wants to pleasure you. Like that's why they're, yeah. Well, you'd really hope so. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah you'd hope so but <laughs> yeah. for the majority of the case they want to yeah so like you give them direction it's not like gonna hurt their feelings that like, they're not gonna Correct. be offended like Correct. they want to know what's gonna work yes exactly
0: yeah totally
1: <laughs> I also think like checking in throughout is important like for for both parties <laughs> like yeah if you feel like if someone feels uncomfortable being like actually I don't want to do this like if someone's checking in constantly and being like is this okay are you enjoying yeah. this throughout then you've it's not so awkward like speaking out against what they're doing sort of thing so I think that's definitely really important to keep asking questions
2: yeah definitely and I think if the other person is like checking in as well um sometimes it like takes the onus as of the other person like if they are feeling uncomfortable it's good and like they haven't been able to voice it like just checking in to make sure it like, gives them an opportunity to speak if they weren't like you know comfortable doing that before so I definitely think that's a really good idea
1: yeah and it's hot yeah yeah this is true. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> <laughs> consent is sexy, guys. Yes, consent is
0: sexy. <laughs> yeah. So now we've just spoken about that, and it was a bit doomy with the with the start of our conversation. Yeah. The sex said, "How do you think we can make a change?" Um,
2: I don't, th- okay, this is an interesting one, but I thought, like, I don't know, we said about the parents, which I think is a really good idea, like, starting from there, but obviously that's, like, not accessible for, or, like, some people, um, so I think that, like, they've started doing it mm-hmm. now, okay. I know, like, obviously, like, we experienced sex education, like, a few, like, fair while ago now, uh, or, like, if you want to call it that, but, um, like nowadays like companies are kind of coming in like proper sex ed companies are coming in to like talk about these things at schools and I think that's really good from like coming from a young person as well because like I don't know but like you know there's like middle-aged white male teachers who are like trying to teach you about like your body and it's just like no like no so I think that like um sort of making a change like schools having those opportunities um like people coming in is really good um and just we need to cover more about like um, relationships as well and like heartbreak and like the stuff that also like surrounds sex like I think sex is like good to talk about but also just like the things leading up to all the things like kind of around so I guess like I don't know that wasn't really any tangible changes but like I think like you know yeah
1: yeah no I think that's really important that's a good something I hadn't thought about like relationships and like being in your first relationship as a teen you're like so lost and you don't know what's okay Mm -hmm. and what's not okay and like we were chatting like Sarah saying she was quite late within the whole world of sex whereas I was quite early on I hit puberty really Mm -hmm. young and so all those thoughts were in my mind a lot earlier um and I think having like some guidance of like it's okay if that's the case if you're thinking about sex earlier than your friends and stuff like that like having those conversations would have been really helpful for me and probably for you as well
0: yeah because I wouldn't have been so scared (laughs) yeah
1: exactly (laughs) you wouldn't have judged me <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also and i think like,
0: us just continuing to post about it like yeah we've got a platform we're like power to the fucking yeah power.
1: yeah and like chantelle otten's new book i'm Correct. excited about that yeah there's so many <laughs> like resources coming out now that people yeah. can get their hands on
0: yes yeah, so let's talk a little bit about body confidence mm-hmm. and how to because i think body confidence affects sex a lot yes do I'm you like, think that tiffany or no
2: yeah, I think I, this they kind is, of play go hand in hand. Yeah, I haven't actually I didn't even think about that. But that's so true. Like, I think a lot of things like young women, you say, like, I don't know, like people don't want to get naked in front of their partners. I'm just using mm-hmm. young women as an example. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, there's all that talk about that. And I think like, I definitely think it would contribute, um, and especially like talking about social media. Um, I read yesterday because I'm doing a project um, for one of my units about like body mm-hmm. image and stuff. Um, but like one in three like, women experience body image issues or like something to do around that realm, like because of Instagram specifically. So that's like a really, I guess, alarming figure. Um, and that, so I definitely think that that was sort of transferred or like has the ability to transfer into like your sex life and like that kind of self confidence, which impacts that totally, mm-hmm. totally,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah totally or just like yeah i don't know not like not feeling confident and maybe to to like be seen naked or yeah. have have sex with the lights on oh yes oh wow. my god yes I don't know certain moves you're like I don't want to I don't want to go yeah. that way because I don't want to
1: see my bulge unfold something. not want to fold in half. Yes. and I think for me that goes back to the whole movies thing you see like yeah. Angelina Jolie naked on the tv and yeah. I'm like I don't look like that like I'm like yeah. things are folding things are moving yeah
0: exactly <laughs> Yeah, so we need to see more diversity everywhere where sex is.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, I feel like, again, Instagram is that double-edged sword where you have some people like mm-hmm. you've got Lizzo on there who's twerking and like feeling herself and super body confident. Yeah. And that's so awesome to see. But then there's the other side of it where it's like the Photoshop and people editing their bodies and yeah. not getting a realistic idea of what people actually look like. I think that's sort
2: of where like um it sort of comes in. It like pays to sort of cultivate a feed that like really like sort of I want to say serves you like something that like makes you happy. Like when you look at it, my serves you list is um Hunter Markets. I will say that. Yeah. So yeah, just like things so positive. That. Um, definitely like you know follow more things. Totally. Yeah. And like don't be afraid to like you can like maybe not unfollow, but there's a feature as well that you can like hide things. So if they're your friends and they're like not making you feel good about yourself, or like I don't know, maybe not your friends, but like photos or like people and you don't want them to know because you know them, you can hide their stuff without like blocking them or unfollowing them and them knowing. So like that's like fine. Or otherwise you can just like unashamed like block them unfollows.
0: Yes. Oh. Totally. Put them on mute. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. That's the word. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, totally.
1: And there's so many great body positivity accounts. We Mm -hmm. should put them in the show notes as well. I'll put some in there that I follow and some that you follow.
0: Yeah, yeah. Another good thing about Instagram is it's completely changed my way of thinking. If like teen Sarah kind of came into Instagram, I would have been following those like Victoria's Secret Mm -hmm. models bloggers. Yeah. Just like hot, hot size zeros, and now I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want that on my face. Yeah, I don't want to see that. So I'm like completely different to what I to what I follow and what what sparks me joy.
1: Mm. What a positive, uplifting. uh Literally we <laughs> no. ended on
0: that uplifting. <laughs> we like, positive, everything's no. doomed. Don't watch porn. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Education,
0: <season>. <laughs> <laughs> oh god.
2: Yes. We'll add we'll end on that note, like t- upwards trajectory
1: from here only. <laughs> yeah. 100% yeah. that's what we like to see good on, Tiff it's well we
0: can't wait to um, see more of the things that you do with Monsu yeah. and your beautiful articles that you keep writing do
1: you want to plug like where people can find you and everything like your socials yeah
2: so it's just at Tiffany Forbes and so I post like my writing on there and um, yeah there's like a link to all of this kind of articles that I've done and also just at Women's if you do
1: want to join our cute little community <laughs> yeah 100% recommend so good
2: awesome thank you guys for having me it was so nice to chat i can't wait to hear the
1: episode
0: yay amazing thank you, you so We've much come full circle you interviewing me me interviewing you <laughs>
1: <laughs> look what happens when women support
0: women correct incredible things have a Enjoy lovely
1: day. day you
2: too i'll talk to you guys later see ya
0: thank you for listening to this episode of Who I Met at the Market. Hunter Markets is committed to honouring the past, present and future Indigenous communities and original owners of the land on which we